0: Welcome to the American grown podcast hosted by Austin Sullivan.
1: The American grown podcast will focus on people from different walks of life and their journey to where they are now. Now turn up your volume and settle in for a great episode. Hi, I'm Austin Sullivan and I'm your host for the American grown podcast. Recorded inside the Colortech Creative Solutions Studios. Today, we have Bridget Finn from Coaching by Bridget. She is a certified personal trainer and a certified strength and conditioning specialist. Bridget, welcome to episode four of the American Grown Podcast.
0: Thanks, I'm happy to be here.
1: Awesome. In today's episode, we're going to pump you up.
0: Heck yeah, I love that energy from the start.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so Bridget, take us through uh, the average day of a certified personal trainer.
0: Yeah, so it actually starts pretty early. 4.15, 4.30. Uh, I typically have a 5 a.m. client uh, working through the morning with a, a couple of sessions of personal training. Um, we have performance classes that I help to coach. And then I typically get a little break at lunchtime, typically like dead hours of personal training. And then it picks back up in the evening a little bit. So, you know, kids get out of school, parents are done work. So training again in the evening. And then... Normally try to wrap up by seven p.m. at the latest. Sometimes it's eight p.m., but gotta okay. get gotta get you know a good amount of sleep when you're waking up at four four fifteen. Yeah,
1: seriously. Take us back. So your average day, long hours. You know, getting up early, putting the time in, uh, working with a lot of adults or more uh, high school athletes.
0: So about half my clients right now are high school athletes. So the strength and conditioning piece is mainly um, athletes age thirteen to twenty one, even twenty two right now. And then um, about the other half is like their parents' age, so a lot of mid-30s all the way up to 60s, so it ranges a lot.
1: Okay, very cool. You are native to Lebanon, PA?
0: I am, yep. Born and raised. Always been in Lebanon. Uh, Even after college, or even during college, I stayed in Lebanon. I went to Lebanon Valley College, so I love my community. I love being a part of it, and want to stay connected to the community this way.
1: Yeah. And how you and I first met. So part of Color Tech Creative Solutions is Blue Cardinal Photography. So we would go out to Cedar Crest and other local high schools in Lebanon County and take the sports and action photos. And that's when I first met you because you played soccer yep. at Cedar Crest.
0: Mm-hmm. We always recognize you as a photography guy or like team sports. We know who we're seeing today for our team yeah. sport photos. <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah. So growing up and, and going through, you played soccer. I, mm-hmm. I can't remember what Tra- track, yep.
0: track. I yeah, track, yeah, you're and track and field, field. Yeah. under Coach Bear. Yeah, oh, fabulous. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, no, he's a great guy. And for our listeners out there, he was uh, episode one. He was the first guest to uh, take a chance and come on this podcast. And uh, if you haven't heard it, definitely recommend it. So, what was that like growing up in high school, being you know playing two sports and then also you know having schooling on top of that? Yeah,
0: so I I actually also played softball growing up. So oh, three sports. Yeah, honestly, softball okay. was probably my favorite sport of them all, and it was my main sport until about middle school level um, i started getting a lot of close friends on the soccer team and i kind of phased out of softball i was probably a little bit better of a softball player weaker okay. soccer player but um I, w- I was always ready to improve and grow um so i was always very very busy um even from a young age my mom says i never stopped moving yeah <laughs> so i have two siblings and we were always um going to the next event whether it was a sporting event um orchestra band for my sister and brother but very very busy and never sat down um and then all throughout high school too, I had those two sports. I wake up early now, but I definitely didn't then. Didn't, <laughs> I was I was a fan of sleeping in. Yeah. Um. Some soccer games were Sunday nights at like nine and ten p.m. It was it was a grind. Um. Rested when I could definitely, but I was I was always very active. Didn't play or run track until junior year in high school, and then unfortunately got hurt senior year soccer season with an injury, so I I didn't have a full track and field okay. season that spring because I was recovering. But the what time was, that I did, run yeah, what track, was the, I loved it.
1: What was the injury again? I, oh. I
0: tore a ligament in my foot Ooh, senior year soccer season. Painful. So thankfully it wasn't torn all the way and I didn't need surgery so I could just That's let good. it rest. Yeah. yeah okay. Um, but that was something that was something I had to overcome and yeah. go through.
1: You have, you said two siblings, are you competitive with them? Are they competitive with you? Like who's the better, you know? <laughs> so
0: my sister and brother are four and five years older than me. So they're only a year oh, okay. apart. So the age gap didn't allow us to be super competitive. Because they, they were always, you know, a little bigger and stronger They had than the
1: advantage. They yeah. were.
0: But I was actually the only one that continued playing sports after middle school. So I guess I, oh, nice. I had the more athletic genes in the family. There you and, go. Uh, yeah, I definitely stuck with no, it. Don't I'm let gonna...
1: them know that. Hopefully, they won't listen to the episode.
0: <laughs> I know. I hope not.
1: <laughs> yeah. So during high school, you have, you know, you have your coaches. Did you have any specific mentors or friends that maybe helped you during a tough game?
0: Absolutely. I would say high school, definitely a lot of my coaches. So my soccer coach, coach Brubaker, um, coach bear for sure. Um, yeah. so it's awesome that he was on here too. Um, if you listen to that, you'll see how encouraging and motivating he is. And he's like that every day. It wasn't just for the podcast. Um, yeah. he definitely helped me along the way. Um, my mom is a huge mentor and she's one of my best friends and very close. And she's always pushed me and encouraged me to be who I am and be that well. And that's something I try to live by it. She's really, um, pushed me to do that.
1: It definitely helps when the family unit is supportive, especially of high school athletes and then going into college and to have that backing and that strong support and that strong foundation, you know, for goes sure. a long way. So after high school, college, right? Lemon mm-hmm. Valley College? Yep. Okay. Tell me a little bit about that.
0: Yeah. So I actually started at DeSales University for one semester. Okay. So I was like, ah, I kind of want to move out of Lebanon a little bit. And yeah. <laughs> I thought that, and like I said, I'm a native, I love my community. So It lasted a semester and then I ended up transferring to Lebanon Valley. Um, It's funny, in in sixth grade, I told myself, I'm going to go to Lebanon Valley College and play soccer and major in physical therapy. And I just knew I wanted to be a part of athletics and, and, you know, strengthening the physical body in some way Mm -hmm. from a young age. Um, My path was a little bit different. So I did go to to sales with a physical therapy track. Then I transferred to Lebanon Valley um, with an athletic training master's um, focus in mind. So... I was in that master's degree program and played soccer at DeSales and then also was able to play soccer at Lemon Valley. So okay. it worked out really, really well. Um, with that athletic training, I knew I wanted to be involved in more in the athletic field rather than the broad physical therapy. Mm-hmm. So that I, I refined my career path that way. And then throughout college, I had a lot of mentors that really supported me and helped me to guide where I was meant to be. And one of them was my head strength and conditioning coach at Lebanon Valley. Okay. So throughout that athletic training program, I was like, ah, I, I love working with athletes and I love improving performance in a sport. Mm-hmm. That was something I was really passionate about. However, I was looking at more of the performance side of it, sport performance rather than sport rehabilitation. So my strength and conditioning coach in college guided me and he was someone I really looked up to and I loved Going to team lifts, and I was like, "That's what I want to do. Yeah, I want to get my strength and conditioning."
1: Do you remember his name? Coach Hats. To... Yep, Coach Jared Hats. Hats. He's okay. currently
0: he took a job at Saint Lawrence University just to work with the men's and women's ice hockey teams up in
1: New York. Wow, so. phenomenal! Yeah. Wow, good for him. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, as you're as you're playing college level sports, you know that's a whole another level friendships were probably made, but was there a particular game that you were like, man, this is this is really tough. Like just mentally you were drained. And how did you overcome, you know, that that mental block?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. I can definitely say, um, unfortunately my college coach wasn't the best mentor for me. So I didn't have that relationship in, in college necessarily. Yeah. High school. I definitely, I did have that, but in college I, I had a lot of close friends on my soccer team that I lived with, had classes with, and um, obviously had soccer with every single mm-hmm. day. So yeah. got to know them really, really well. Um, so I had a lot of close friends that we helped motivate each other, encourage each other. Um, when you play a college sport, it's tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, six days a week, especially at the Division three level, academics come first. Okay. So you have to find that balance of, this is really important to me. I'm really passionate about this. But it's not your number one priority. Yeah. So, soccer to me was something I was so passionate about, still am, mm-hmm. but it was my whole life in college. And I did put academics first, but I didn't drink a sip of alcohol in college until mm-hmm. I turned 21 and was finished playing soccer. That's how passionate I was about wow. just being the best player I could be for the team and always improving. Yeah. I really prioritized um, lifting and I was. One of the players on the team that held everyone else accountable, made sure they showed up to the speed and agility sessions and the team lifts and made sure they were readily prepared for our games. Um, it wasn't something I took very lightly.
1: You're passionate about sports and, and fitness, and you know, not everyone is, so the fact that you could motivate even at that level you know at a college level because a lot of people it's easy to be like hey it's Thursday thirsty Thursdays you know Mm -hmm. you go out for Thursday Friday (laughs) Saturday um, you know you're hungover (laughs) Sunday and stumble into class Monday so to motivate a group you know especially back in college like I was saying you're definitely headed in the right direction yeah it was
0: tough too and I will say you're put you know in a hard position when you choose that you know in my mind you're choosing right over wrong but it's also I was the only one on my team that didn't drink so It was kind of tough that I had to leave myself out of things. Mm -hmm. But I knew in my mind I was doing the right thing for the right reason all the time. And that's something I tried to live by. And now... I'm training a lot of young high school girls and I just try to motivate them and mentor them to make similar decisions.
1: You're leading by example. Mm-hmm. And that says a lot. Like you said, back then, <laughs> it's easy to go with the crowd and just be like, oh yeah, let, let's go to the party. But uh, for, just real quick for, I've gone to Town yeah. for track, for throwing. I think I hinted at this in episode two, maybe it's, it's been a little while, but I had a similar thing where I, I didn't drink. I'm not a partyer. I didn't I didn't go to parties or anything like that. Um I actually lost like a ton of weight on the best shape of my life. This is back in 2012. Of course, now, you know, getting back to work and everything <laughs> like that, uh, put some weight back on, but um yeah, it's definitely tough because a lot of the older seniors or track people at at Kutztown. they were great guys, but uh like to party and it would be like, "Hey, come on, freshmen, come on out." And it's like, "No, I'm good. I'm just going to sleep in my dorm, you know, get mm-hmm. to bed early, get up early and work out." So, it can be a tough decision, but I think for any Uh, seniors out there, especially now that, you know, just having graduation recently and heading off to college um, or the workforce, even um, sometimes it can be tough to make those decisions, but um, it it can be worth it. You know, it is. Yeah. The the grind can be worth it for sure.
0: Yeah. One thing I learned is you definitely grow in adverse situations. Oh, For sure. Self-growth is huge.
1: Oh, exactly. And and, uh, also taking risk, you know, not Mm -hmm. being afraid to fail or maybe look foolish while other people are all together doing something and you're kind of off on your own hustling and working hard and that's something you're passionate about it might seem silly at the time but years down the road uh, it can turn into something fantastic for you so who would you say got you into fitness or was it just you know your, yourself
0: I've always had such a passion for exercise and fitness and playing sports like I said I mean my mom is the reason I was signed up you know yeah. at a young age and encouraged to go to the practices but I loved it I Just wanted to be out there on the field. Like I said, I was constantly active, um, Mm -hmm. wanted to be on my feet doing something. So after, you know, elementary school, getting into middle school, I said, I already mentioned that, you know, I knew I wanted to be in a physical therapy, athletic training, something to that realm turned Mm -hmm. out to be exercise science um, and, and coaching. But I knew I, that was a priority to me in my life. And I'm really passionate also about just connecting with people. You know, we're all connected. We all have so, so many similarities. But I also love meeting different people. And mm-hmm. you never know who you're going to work with when you're working with people. And so that also helps you grow. And just to learn how to connect with people of, of different mindsets and backgrounds. You know, that's a, a passion to me. And I just kind of... Put it in the fitness realm.
1: You graduated from LVC? Yep. Okay, perfect. So, what was life like after that? You know, a lot of people either kind of move back in with parents and, and save up money, some get an apartment, some move out of state. So, what was life like after college?
0: Yeah, like I said, I love my community. So, I was thankful enough to be able to move back home and I live with my parents currently still. So, I graduated last May from Lebanon Valley College with a degree in exercise science and I knew. I didn't need my master's, but I saved up for it and knew it would, um, put me off on the right foot to start my career. So my plan was to start my master's degree right away. So in June, I was enrolled through Liberty University's online, uh, master's in exercise science and wellness with the fitness and performance concentration. So I ended up doing that pretty quickly. I finished this past March in nine months with my master's.
1: Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Or why or how did you finish so quickly? Just your self-motivation mm-hmm. again? Well,
0: so I think it's uh, a year and a half track that they plan it out to be, maybe a year. Yeah. So it's four semesters. So okay. I, I started in the spring, or sorry, in the summer, last summer. And then I had the fall and spring. And the way that they do their terms are eight-week terms instead of 16, 16 okay. which is the traditional. Yeah. So I was able to double up with those eight-week terms. And wow. um, a lot of programs have... In, unpaid internship for about six months and Mm -hmm. I was not about, I didn't, I wasn't really in the interest of doing free work for six months. So I was thankful enough to find this, this, um, program where that wasn't part of it. So I could still work part-time throughout the whole entire thing. I was working as a a personal trainer in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So I had that, I was coaching high school soccer and I was able to balance grad school as well. So it, it gave me the opportunity to get back into soccer a little bit and coach while i was going through it but definitely unfortunately don't have time to coach soccer anymore with my career
1: well it's definitely taken off from what you've said so far and and what we're we're getting into now real quick so who do you look up to professional athlete wise male or female uh it doesn't matter what sport is there any one or two in particular that that you look up to or maybe take pieces of their life and say, okay, I, I really like how they handle this or how they work out.
0: Absolutely. So there's two people that stick out to me right away. First one, uh, soccer player, Alex Morgan. I was a forward all my life. Uh, I was a defender for a little bit, but mainly a forward. So I loved watching her play. She was such a, a forceful goal, goal scorer and she was number 13 and I chose number 13 all growing up yeah. and high school. I was 13 college. I was 13. Um, all because all of her. But secondly, I would say Aaron Rodgers. I'm a huge Packers fan.
1: Oh, nice, right? Okay, cheesehead. <laughs> he, yep,
0: I'm head. Yeah. Not from Wisconsin. It kind of got passed down the family line somehow. Okay. None of us were from Wisconsin, but anywho. Interesting. Um, Aaron Rodgers, calm, cool, collected. Mm-hmm. I always look up to him. He's a great quarterback, but... Yeah, those two stick out to
1: me most. Definitely a handsome guy, and, and they're both <laughs> quite is. the the athlete. So now college is done, moving back home, saving money. Which I think for those listeners out there, if you don't know what you want to do after college, you know, definitely if your if your parents are willing, you know, um, it's a great opportunity. Staying at home, whether you're helping, you know, working around the house, paying paying some of the bills, whatever it is, because um, that allows you to save up money, and then you can invest, you know, in in whatever it is, your own home in the future or your own business. So how did Coaching by Bridget start and who helped you? That's
0: a great question. Uh, Who helped me after just coming off of uh, talking about living at home. So if I wasn't at home and didn't have the support from my parents and my boyfriend, um, it'd be really difficult. So they've really helped me um, motivate me and just give me the opportunity to be able to balance it all. Coaching by Bridget is my personal business for um, personal training and strength and conditioning coaching that I started in March as soon as I finished grad school, so I knew I wanted to work full-time as a strength and conditioning and uh, personal trainer. I knew the only way to really do it and have the freedom and pick my own schedule and not have anybody to uh, report to was uh, to do it this way, so I'm really, really passionate about it, so I knew I was going to do it for a while. So I might as well start it right as I finish grad school. It started in March. I, do, I had my own personal training clients, a couple of them since November. So I had a, a little bit of a base to start with. And since then, I've grown um, almost 25 clients in the last two and a half, three months. So oh, it's wow. really taken off. It,
1: yeah, it, it definitely is. Um, and you mentioned your boyfriend. Let's shout him out.
0: Uh, absolutely alex shout out to you shout very out to alex thankful. thank you for being supportive <laughs> almost a year together <laughs>
1: oh fantastic yeah that's great and is he also into fitness uh, as is. much as you are
0: yeah so he um played football at bucknell university He's from the writing area. went to Wilson High School. Okay. So yeah, thankfully we both push each other, and motivate each That's other and, awesome. and have that.
1: That definitely helps uh, when you have somebody that competes with you or like you said, pushes you, motivates you. Because I'm sure some mornings, maybe not, but because you're so such into fitness, but I know some mornings I get up and I'm like, oh, I don't want to go for a walk or, or you know, or oh, I don't want to, yep. especially in college, you know, I was like, oh, I don't really want to do this workout at, at six in the morning, you know, for 45 minutes or whatever it is. But um, when you have a partner, pushing you, I think it's a win-win for sure. Oh my sure. gosh,
0: yeah. Accountability is huge. And even on his off days, he's up and making me get up on my off days too and get get into the gym or just do something. Um, but we love doing that, working out together and hiking and okay. you know, spending time outside together. And we, we picked up pickleball recently.
1: Pickleball. <laughs> that's getting pretty popular from what I hear. Um, it
0: is. It's a lot of fun.
1: And pickleball is racket or no racket i, I don't know it, the whole yeah it. it's a racket okay. so it's like
0: more of a paddle yeah it, it kind of is like and like a small
1: it, rubber ball or
0: it's more of a wiffle ball actually oh, yeah okay yeah and you
1: hit it off the wall no right. that's that,
0: i think you're thinking racket what am i f- uh,
1: okay what's pickleball
0: pickleball is like yeah. a, a mini it's like in between a ping pong and a tennis court so okay. <laughs> you got a mini court yeah you're outside um you can play in doubles you can play singles um, but yeah, you have a paddle and a whiff of all. So it's huh. basically the okay. uh, jumbo ping pong.
1: Learn something new. I wasn't even close, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> so, for all the listeners out there, the next two questions I think are questions that the listeners may have or might find interesting. You know, what are some of the best workouts for, um, for, for weight loss and for, for, for health at the picnics or holidays, you know, might eat a little too much or whatever it may be. Um, maybe had some of uh, sweet Sadie's cakes. She was on uh, episode three. What, what are, what would you recommend some workouts that people can do, whether at home or whether they go out to a gym?
0: Yeah, great question. So the workouts that you enjoy are the ones that you are going to stick with and continue to do. If you don't enjoy it, you're not going to last very long. It's going to be inconsistent. Mm-hmm. So I will say, I am a strength and conditioning coach and personal trainer. I do a lot of functional strength movements with my clients. I'm a little biased. I really personally love doing them. But if you don't enjoy doing that, don't. Do, you know, right. you're not going to want to stick with it. Okay. So everyone has different interests, and they enjoy doing different movements and different exercises. So um, other than that, I will say... The big difference between, you know, a cardio workout and a strength training workout is when you're in a, in a cardio workout, whether it's biking, running, cycling, um, you are going to burn more calories in that workout itself rather than a strength training workout. However, throughout the day, mm-hmm. you'll burn more calories after during a strength training workout. So for a fat loss client, yeah. th- that's our main goal. Um, the strength and strength training. So weightlifting, functional strength movements, body weight exercises, Is probably most beneficial, so I I will say um, you'll you'll have better results with that rather than currently or just strictly doing cardio every day.
1: You you read my mind because I was going to bring up. uh, I hear a lot your own body weight, like doing your own Mm -hmm. push ups, wall squats, um, crunches, things like that, goes a long way. You know, it it really does. You don't have to have necessarily expensive weights or you know the gym memberships because a lot of times, and I'm guilty of it. You know, I'll get the Planet Fitness or whatever gym membership it is, and then you pay all these months, but you go maybe a handful of times, and then all of a sudden you forget because of oh, work and life and, and friends and family, you know, come first for sure. Mm-hmm. That's something I, I, I would agree with in the same line. What types of meals should people eat? If they would like to lose weight or maybe add some muscle. Now, I think that's two different types of food groups, but I'll let you speak on that. Yeah. So
0: bottom line is you're only going to lose weight if you're eating in a calorie deficit. So like I said, doesn't matter what workout you're doing, you have to be burning more than you're intaking in order to burn the calories and to lose the weight. So it's recommended about a um, max of 500 calorie deficit per day. So one pound of fat equals about 3,500 calories. So if you were to burn an excess of 500 calories every day for a week, that's about a pound lost every week. Yeah. So kind of got to think about it a little bit and be aware of the calories that you're burning and eating. Um, This is something that some people are really good at and like to track and like to know those numbers. And some people um, would like to do it more intuitively instead of tracking all the numbers. And, And I'm one of those people also. I don't really like to track everything all the time, but knowing what you're intaking and what you're burning is going to allow you to do that.
1: Are there any, and this might be like a curveball question, but are there any apps that you know of that you could recommend to track the calories or to track people's workouts?
0: Yeah. My Pal is probably the most common app to track food. It's a little difficult because you know, if you're cooking chicken with olive oil, you have to count that olive oil. You have to count the little things that you're adding in, what you're, how you're cooking the food. Yeah. So some people really like to just say, oh, this is what I had. And um, and m- miss out some of those details. That They're important though. A big role. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They play a big role. Is there a certain workout as you're working with your clients, especially now that you're, you're growing and, and gaining new clients, um, all different skill levels, I'm sure. Uh, but is there any workouts in particular that really push you uh, or your clients?
0: Yeah. So I always finish with some type of finisher, we call it, um, something to do some metabolic conditioning at the end of a workout, whether it's the last 10 minutes, maybe the last 15 minutes, For an athlete, it might be something to, you know, get them prepared and train them for their specific sport. So, for example, I do have a lot of soccer players that they're working on change of direction and acceleration. So, say we were doing um, sprints back and forth, changing direction, added in with some agility ladders. Those are definitely challenging. And then with personal training clients that aren't necessarily training for a sport, um, other finishers like getting their heart rate up with the fan bike doing sandbag carries, like I said, functional movements are, are huge. So when you're fatigued at the end of the workout and you have to do something hard like that for time, just trying to keep going and, and pushing yourself, that is probably the most difficult piece of the workout.
1: Yeah, just with uh, I'm just picturing the sandbag workouts, <laughs> like throwing over your shoulder and doing walking lunges or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Um, or even wall squats, kind of like flashbacks, <laughs> working out at <of> college <laughs> yep. and everything because, uh, you know, that, that takes a toll on, on the body. Do you recommend anything to your clients, like maybe take a rest day during the week or like ice up or wear a knee brace or, you know, because I imagine, like I said, you get all different age ranges of clientele. Some clients you probably cannot push every day what are your recommendations on that
0: i absolutely recommend rest Um, rest is huge especially when you're an athlete and you're used to going five six days a week in season you're you you need rest on your off season a lot of athletes are used to going from one sport to the next and not having enough rest in between and are injured and we see a lot of overuse injuries with athletes because they're overtrained. And that's something I think a lot of coaches should be more aware of, um, Yeah, you know, all throughout youth sports and then up to the high school co- collegiate level. So rest is, is huge. And I would say mobility, stretching, icing, if you have okay. a recovery gun, like a Thera, uh, Theragun, those are mm-hmm. getting pretty popular. But making sure you're doing something that you're going to stick with for your recovery and making it a
1: habit. So would you say uh, stretching and stuff like that before and after? Because some people, I, I believe, some coaches say not to stretch before but rather after. Does it matter?
0: So the research shows that dynamic stretching is best before you're exercising and then holding static stretches, which is a stretch, you know, keeping that position, holding for more than 10 seconds after the workout is more beneficial for performance. So the dynamic before would be more of like um, Frankenstein high kicks or butt kicks. Okay. Something to get your range of motion and really warming up that that joint before you're exercising. So I wouldn't recommend going in cold and not not stretching at all. Yeah. I do incorporate a lot of mobility drills in my workouts as well throughout the workouts. So say we do. An upper body exercise a lower body exercise and then maybe in your rest period there we throw in a shoulder mobility exercise so you know it's not going to fatigue you you're not you're just Mm kind of using it for your rest but it will you know be effective in that workout
1: now do you because it seems to be getting popular uh, especially with social media and things like that um, protein powders protein shakes things along those protein bars even, which I know it's been around for quite some time, but it seems like the industry is really growing and, and adding more uh, competition. Do you recommend that?
0: I do. So protein is key when you're losing weight, building muscle. Whenever you want to change your body composition or tone, as a lot of people call it, okay. which I believe the word toning is more of a marketing term because toning is you just want to lose weight and yeah. gain or lose the fat, gain the muscle. So strength training does exactly that. Um, and just a side note, a lot of people will say, oh, I don't want to get bulky. A lot of women, especially, mm-hmm. I don't want to get bulky. I don't want to look big. Well, your muscle fibers are genetic and and you're going to look pretty much how God made you to look. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not too much about, you can't really control that, you, you know, at a certain level. So, um, Whenever you are trying to lose fat and gain muscle, you have to be eating enough protein, um, which has amino acids that are going to build the muscle fibers. Okay. So if you're not getting enough protein with your diet, which you should try to get a, at least one protein source in every meal, supplementing with protein powder would be very beneficial. I personally take the Bear Performance Nutrition. I was just going to ask yep. you, what, and, what would you recommend? Yeah, okay, and performance. that is yeah. uh, Coach Bear's nephew, I Nick Bear. I thought so,
1: yeah. I, fo- I just recently found out that there was that connection, and I uh, started following him on social media, and it's, amazing to see what he's doing oh my gosh yeah um, but but continue please yeah, yeah so
0: i take protein powder supplements i take a couple other reds greens electrolyte supplements but protein is probably the most important when you are looking to yeah. lose the weight well, and, and build muscle and
1: i don't want to cut you off but reds and greens i don't know what what does that mean for the listeners i have no clue so it's a I, it's I picture a... christmas colors, red and green <laughs> yeah. anyway, yeah. well
0: i mix them together and they're an ugly brown color Ooh, okay um the the reds are a combination of different beet root beetroot powder okay. um it's strawberry flavor, so it has tons of, of nutrients and vitamins. Um, the greens, again, it has turmeric, chlorella. Ton- there's a whole long list, spirulina, okay. of different nutrients and minerals, yeah. vitamins that are also in the, in the greens. So if you eat a perfectly balanced diet, mm-hmm. you don't really need those. Um, there are days that I think I miss out just a little bit. I'm not perfect either with my diet. Yeah. So it helps to to supplement with those, and it also helps energy your digestion so
1: okay has a lot of benefits so i'm curious when you say you mix them together and everything does it taste good because i remember this is high school when i was playing football uh my father had some kind of it was like a supposed to be chocolate milk a protein shake and i'll tell you it was it was disgusting (laughs) i mean i'll eat pretty much anything and i'll give it a try at least but i'm like this is really gross when you mentioned it has like a strawberry flavor or something like that does it taste good or it's still not really? So
0: the strawberry, the reds are strawberry flavor. The mm-hmm. greens are lemon flavor. The greens by himself, I have to say, I try to chug that. I don't like it. Yeah. However, when you mix them, it's kind of like a strawberry lemonade. Oh, so okay. it doesn't look pretty, yeah. but it tastes a lot it better. tastes
1: better? Yeah. Gotcha. No, very cool. And uh, so now, you, know, you have your clientele and everything. How did COVID, now to go back to 2020 just uh, a little bit, how did COVID uh, affect your life, um, your your business? And are you still facing any issues? Um, I know here at here at Color Tech Creative Solutions, uh, one of the issues we face being a, a printer more so doing commercial printing is uh, paper. The, the the print industry throughout the world is facing a lack of paper uh, with a lot of mills, paper mills, either not producing uh, or not having the workers to distribute the paper and things along those lines. So how did COVID affect you and how is it still affecting you?
0: So I wouldn't say I was a huge victim of much from COVID. I was still finishing up college. Um, I did lose my senior year soccer season. So that was definitely the hardest Brutal. part. Yeah, going yeah. into the um, senior year. And unfortunately, had to miss out on that. However, it really jump-started my career. Because I lost my soccer season, I jumped-started my career, and I got my personal training certification in 2020. So I was able to start learning more about tra- personal training. Throughout college, I, I did talk about my lifting with my team and strength and conditioning coach. That that was my mentor. We lifted with like 60 people in the weight room with men's wow. and women's soccer team and our field hockey team at the same time. So with that, with only a couple of strength and conditioning coaches, I was a leader on the, on the team and was mm-hmm. put in the position to help coach the other players and start training that way almost with my team and start being able to coach each other and... I think that really helped me. But then, obviously, my my personal training certification, getting that and jump-starting my career was a huge help for me.
1: With uh, your 25-30 clientele that you have and and you're continuing to build it and working out, you're sweating. People are working out in close quarters. Do you have to wipe equipment down? or Are there any protocols that you are are still doing?
0: We definitely clean the equipment after Mm -hmm. sessions. um, But nothing really – I don't think anything else that's really – changed. So still just keeping everything clean, making sure everyone's healthy, obviously, when you're training is right. key.
1: Yeah. If somebody comes in, you know, hacking, coughing, <laughs> hey, you go home today, you know, <laughs> yeah. we'll get you in a, in a week or so. Yeah. Gotcha. And now what do you think deep down, what motivates you every day to work out and to coach? I mean, you're, you're in great shape. And since I've known you've always been an athlete, what do you think motivates you to keep yourself in such great shape, but then also to coach, and, you know, help, help your clients get into great shape?
0: I honestly don't really rely on motivation I try not to anyways so I love what I do and I'm so passionate about helping people transform their bodies and the quality of their life especially is going to be improved and I just want to be the best part of my clients day and they should leave my facility with more confidence and feel stronger than they were before. So I try not to rely on that motivation. I try to always remember it's discipline. It's the drive. It's the passion for what I do. And it kind of comes natural to me, which is a gift that I was blessed to have.
1: No, for sure. And and like like I said, I can tell very passionate. And maybe you might not rely on motivation, but, you know, just you're, you're smiling during this podcast for the listeners out there. Big smile on your face. And maybe you're then the motivation for your clients Obviously, you know, by coaching them, but then just being around your personality, being so willing to motivate them and, and get them to be the best person they can be the best shape they can be. So now for all of our listeners out there, how can they connect with you and follow along on your journey?
0: So I am on Instagram, Facebook, um, at coaching by Bridget and my website is also coaching So I do post, um, clips of my athletes and clients training on my Instagram page mainly. And I also shared some workouts and try to do some sneak peeks, sneak peeks into my own life. Um, but that's mainly where you could find me there.
1: Perfect. Yeah, I saw on your social media, I think it was Instagram, and I know Facebook has it, um, your logo. I really like your logo. Thank you. And how it incorporates first name because it's a B with the uh, kettlebell. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. So before we close out, is there anything else uh, you'd like the listeners to know?
0: Yeah. So a couple things I'll say, like I mentioned earlier, you're only going to do with exercises that you enjoy. So it's really important to, you know, if you tried something and you're like, I don't like this, I'm not a fan of exercising. and. Uh, if you're uh, younger and you're playing sports and you're like, oh, I'm just not good at this, I'm not an athlete, don't cut yourself short. I think you should just kind of branch out there and find something that you do enjoy because everyone has something that they're going to like. But there's a lot of options, so you might have to just step out of your comfort zone a little bit. Um, and, and with that, having a positive energy while you're doing it and try not to be down on yourself is, is huge um, that positive energy. I know you mentioned that I have a big smile on my face. I try to just let that, you know, bounce off my clients as well, try to be the best part of their day. But I am currently taking new clients for personal training and strength and conditioning coaching. I do one on one personal training and small group training. So if you want to be the best you can be and and try something new or, or get back into it, then definitely call me, reach out to me, contact me on my website or Instagram or Facebook.
1: Perfect, well there you have it folks. If you're looking to get back into shape, wanna see a great smile with Bridget, go to Coaching by Bridget, Bridget Finn on the American Grown Podcast and the Color Tech Creative Solutions Studios. Thank you for joining me.
0: Thank you so much for
1: having me. If you wanna see more American Grown content, follow along on Facebook and Instagram, username American Grown Podcast. If you received any value, please share this episode with friends, family and co-workers. And lastly, subscribe and leave a review. If you'd like to be a featured guest on the podcast, please direct message or email Austin at americangrownpod at gmail.com.